Thank you and welcome to Scripture on Creation. I'm Scott Kump. And I'm Dr. Ben Scripture. Dr. Scripture, in our last program, you were describing the significance of some statements in Job chapter 38 relating to what we've nicknamed statements before their time. <laughs> meaning that we find many statements in the Bible concerning natural phenomena that are scientifically accurate, but supposedly only known as a result of modern scientific discovery. Yes, Scott. Statements before their time. There are many such occurrences in Scripture, and what we were looking at in the last program was what the Creator was asking Job in chapter 38, verses 31 through 33. Let's read them, and then we'll continue our discussion of how what God says there are surprisingly accurate statements from a scientific perspective. Being mindful that what God says there in Job was written about 4,000 years ago. (laughs) Exactly. So, Scott, start reading at verse 31. Okay, Job 38, 31. Can you bind the chains of the Pleiades or loose the cords of Orion? Can you lead forth a constellation in its season and guide the bear with her satellites? Do you know the ordinances of the heavens or fix their rule over the earth? Okay, now aside from the colossal challenges the Lord is putting to Job, which amount to, can he alter the movement of the stars? No, it's that all. (laughs) We're going to see that in verse 31, the Creator was revealing statements before their time to Job. The first phrase, can you bind the chains of the Pleiades, relates to the arrangements of the stars in the constellation Pleiades. God is apparently saying they are chained together. So how would we interpret that today using, let's say, scientific terminology? It sounds like God could be saying they're bound together by gravity. Well, that's certainly how I would interpret it. But then the question is, Are they? Hmm. You see, just because they look close together in space from our vantage point doesn't mean they are. True. And Scott, I suppose we shouldn't assume everyone knows what the constellation Pleiades looks like in the night sky. So how about describing the constellation for our listeners? The Pleiades, also called the Seven Sisters, because you can easily see seven stars in it, Mm -hmm. is the smallest constellation of all the constellations named. But when you know where to look, it's very prominent in the winter night sky. Yeah. Now, many people, myself included, are more familiar with the larger constellation Orion. So find Orion and then follow the line formed by Orion's belt. That's those three stars kind of in a line to a very bright star. And then continue following that line about the same distance and you'll see the Pleiades. To the naked eye, it looks like seven or so stars clustered closely together. And as you mentioned, the Pleiades, and Orion for that matter, are constellations we can see in the winter sky. And to find them, you have to look towards the south where they rise in the night sky. So, the stars of the Pleiades look like they are clustered closely together from our vantage point on Earth, but that doesn't mean they are close together in space. Some could be relatively close to Earth and others very distant from Earth. But because of the angle we see them from in three-dimensional space, they appear to us to be close together. Now, how would we be able to determine their actual relative distances from Earth? Hmm, I think we need some pretty powerful telescopes. (laughs) That's right. Telescopes that I'm pretty sure weren't available in Job's day. Nope. But with the instruments we have today... What astronomers have discovered is the stars of the Pleiades are, in fact, very close together in space. They are part of what is called a globular star cluster, about 400 light-years from Earth. 
using modern telescopes, when studies were first made of the star's proper motions, it was found that they are all moving in the same direction across the sky at the same rate. Mm. The stars within the cluster range from 344 to 434 light years from Earth. In other words, they are all within 90 light years of one another. And because of their relatively close proximity to each other, they are held together by their gravitational fields. As the Creator put it, they are chained together. So, there we have an example of a statement before its time. But let's be objective. That could easily have simply been based on how it looks with the naked eye. A coincidence of casual observation and scientific accuracy. Well put, Scott. Thank you. However, remember, God described two constellations in verse 31. So, Scott, recite Job 38, 31 again. Can you bind the chains of the Pleiades or loose the cords of Orion? So God also mentions Orion and says something about it that is the exact opposite from the Pleiades. The contrasting descriptions are bind the chains or loose the cords. Now, chains and cords seem pretty similar. They both tie things together, so to speak. But this word translated cords related to Orion could and I would say should, be understood to have a slightly different meaning. Scott, can you think of something like a cord related to the constellation Orion? Well, Orion has a belt. You know, I even mentioned it was Orion's belt that points toward the Pleiades. Mm -hmm. A cord and a belt could be the same thing. Well, that's it, Orion's belt. And interestingly, belt is the word the New King James Version uses to translate the Hebrew word there in verse 31. The New King James Version says, or loose the belt of Orion. And I personally think that's the intent of the question God is asking Job. Orion's belt consists of three stars arranged closely together in the middle of the constellation. They look like a belt around the imagined Orion the hunter's waist. However, just like the stars of the Pleiades, just because they look close together from our vantage point on Earth doesn't mean they are close together in space. And the fact is, using our modern telescopes, the three stars of Orion's belt are not at all close together in space. They just look that way to us because of the angle from which we can see them. And what's really fascinating is the middle star of the three stars in Orion's belt is the one furthest away from us. Scott, after Thanksgiving dinner, is there something you do in order to be a bit more comfortable? Well, if I make the mistake of wearing a belt at Thanksgiving dinner, <laughs> I usually am loosening it after the first helping of turkey and dressing, and maybe letting it out another notch before sampling whatever pie is served for dessert. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> the key point is loosening one's belt, letting it out in the middle. And amazingly, that is just what the arrangement of stars in Orion's belt look like in three-dimensional space. Here are the approximate distances of the three stars from Earth. I'm not certain I'm pronouncing them exactly right, but their names are from left to right. Alnitak, Alnilam, and Mintaka. And although I found a wide variation in their published distances from Earth, the one constant was Alnilam is much farther away from Earth than Alnitak and Mintaka. 
Wikipedia says. From left to right in light years, they are about 1,200, then 2,000, then 1,200 from Earth. Space.com says they are 826, then 1,360, then 919 light years, respectively, from Earth. Huh? (laughs) Now, I don't know why there's such a large difference being reported, but what does seem clear is the star in the middle of Orion's belt, Al Neelum, is stretched way out from the other two. It's like Orion's belt has been let out, or loosened, as our translations put it. And the other bit of information relevant to this scientific observation is the gravity from each star has a negligible effect on the others. So could this be another coincidence of casual observation and scientific accuracy? Well, I don't see how, Dr. Scripture. There's no way a person can tell how the stars of Orion's belt are arranged in three-dimensional space with the naked eye. Mm -hmm. I mean, modern-day astronomers need powerful telescopes to determine their distance from the Earth. And yet, apparently, the creator who placed those stars in space... On day four of creation... (laughs) On day four of creation, knew exactly what he was doing by chaining the Pleiades and loosing Orion's belt. He was giving us a statement before its time, revealing a glimpse into his understanding of how he created the universe millennia before we could research the stars using our modern technology. Dr. Scripture, the contrast in those two descriptions of the Pleiades and Orion in Job 38-31 is really remarkable, especially given what astronomers have discovered with telescopes like the Hubble Space Telescope. But I'm curious about why the different sources report such different values for the various stars' distances from the Earth. Don't astronomers actually know, at least within some reasonable margin of error? Scott, I'm not an astronomer, so I don't know how much uncertainty is acceptable in the field. But I tried looking up a number of different sources. Sources, I'd think, are generally supposed to be reliable, and I found no agreement among them. NASA.com's figures were totally unhelpful. They simply said Orion's belt was about 1,500 light years from Earth, (laughs) ignoring the different distances between Hmm. the three stars. So I'm not sure what the reason for the disparity is, but it should be a lesson to everyone. Just because some quote-unquote reliable source reports some data related to some scientific discovery doesn't mean it's accurate, or to put it more bluntly, the truth. Here's one more example that really makes the point. This information is taken from the website gb.nrao.edu. Its information about Orion's belt says this, quote, One of the most obvious features people see in Orion is the three stars that make up what most people consider the belt of the giant. Mintaka, the westernmost star in the belt, comes from the Arabic word for belt. Hmm. Al-Nilam, the central star in the belt, means a belt of pearls. And Al-Nitak, the easternmost star, means the girdle. Hmm. All three are at the same distance from us, with Rigel, Saif, and Mesa probably formed at about the same time some 10 million years ago from the molecular clouds astronomers have found in Orion. Unquote. (laughs) Well, the three stars are not the same distance from us, not even close. And thus, I would say that information is about as valuable as the claim that those stars were formed some 10 million years ago from the molecular cloud astronomers have found in Orion. 
And this article was given the Griffith Observatory Star Award in December of 2005. What is the Griffith Observatory Star Award? (laughs) The Griffith Observatory Star Awards were established to recognize excellence in websites that promote public awareness of astronomy. These are the best astronomy sites on the World Wide Web, and they present useful, thorough, and accurate information in a well-organized and attractive way, Mm. making the sky more accessible. That's what the award is. Now, the Griffith Observatory is not just some little telescope off in the boonies. It's one of the more famous in the world, located in Los Angeles on a mountaintop in Griffith Park, which also, by the way, boasts the Hollywood sign. And in keeping with the major thrust of the modern evolutionary worldview, the current show played at the observatory is Signs of Life. The promo for the show says, There is plenty of life here on Earth, but where else might it be found? In Signs of Life, we discover what it took to put life in the universe in the one place where we know it exists. We see how the laws of chemistry and physics drive cosmic evolution. So there you have it. Given that perspective, you can evaluate for yourself the significance of the Griffith Observatory Star Award. What is obvious is, even with all the sophisticated technology at man's disposal, accurate information about our universe and the stars in it is questionable at best. It continually is changing, which is fine. That's the nature of scientific knowledge. However, that needs to be taken into consideration when you're told the laws of chemistry and physics drive cosmic evolution or that stars form from dust clouds millions or billions of years ago. What is trustworthy? Statements before their time are a clue. They are the word of God. The heavens are telling of the glory of God, and their expanse is declaring the work of His hands. And that's not what I say. That's what Scripture says.